Inspired Leadership to me is, is about you know, helping keep the right people connect. Welcome to Inspiring Leaders, the podcast that shares ideas, perspectives, and best practices from great leaders around the world to help you become a more inspired leader. Hey, and welcome back to the Inspiring Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Executive Coach Terry Lepovsky, and I'm happy to be your driver for today's show. You know, every now and then, Someone comes along that just seems to see the world a little differently than everyone else. Someone that sees possibility where others didn't even think to look. Someone who doesn't just see the glass as half full, but they see a world of thirsty people who need a drink. Well, today we've got a truly inspiring entrepreneur, business person, and leader to introduce you to. Today, we welcome the founder and CEO of several successful companies, Joelle Peronto. I've asked Joelle to join us to discuss how she founded the businesses and the opportunities that she's put together by connecting people to amazing experiences. Joelle Peronto, welcome to Inspiring Leaders. Thank you, Terry. Before we jump into the show, I've got that first famous question that we've got on this show, and that is, what leader has inspired you and why? That's a good one. I would say that my answer is probably a little bit unconventional. I'm not the type of person to get starstruck, so I don't really have a tendency to aspire to your typical great leaders. Well, I thought you were going to say me. (laughs) Well, besides you, of course. That would seem too biased. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I'm actually most inspired by the people I've met, and you meet them in real life, and they really are as awesome as they came across in their book or when you see them on TV. So those are people like I recently met poker pro Phil Helmuth, who just such an intriguing guy. Actually, much deeper, very different from what you see on TV. I'm happy to know that it's someone I've met profoundly in me in that experience. But then also, even just my boyfriend, Daniel, he is someone that is pushing himself and he challenges me and that is inspiring to me. I love that. It's more of the tangible experience with people where you can actually see that they're real Mm -hmm. and get to know their experience firsthand. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. It's all about the experience. It's actually very similar to my experience with you. I've admired you and your business creativity for years now. You and I met a few years back after you launched your first startup, Epic Perks. Remember that? Yeah, that was, uh, you're going way back, but good memories. You and your team were connecting small businesses with the services of larger businesses. And it was a membership-based service, or it still is. And I love the concept. It's getting small businesses access to the same treatment as larger corporations. And I know Epic Perks has grown quickly and become very much of a success. It continues to be a winning formula. So congrats for that. Thank you. Now you were down in California a few years ago and you had that hankering for getting out in the waves and doing a little surfing out there. And I think that that's when I read somewhere that you came up with this idea for the second business that you launched, which is XPR. I'm stealing a quote that I've seen you put forward here at some point. You said that Steve Jobs once said that life's about creating and living experiences that are worth sharing. Well, XPR does exactly that. This is an app-based service that empowers people by connecting them to some pretty spectacular experiences. You're connecting people to aerobatic flights, walking with llamas, axe forging, 
and tactical shooting with our good friend Steve Day. Now, this is a pretty big mind blower because I've never heard of any company that really just connects people for the experience. I think this is just brilliant. Thank you. It's a great business to build. I'm fortunate to be able to make the experiences I wanted and turn that into a business model. I haven't seen this done too many other places, but you've actually taken this whole concept now. You're building on that. So you've launched your third business. This one's in Sin City, right? Vegas, Nevada. So XPR Vegas seems to take the idea that you started with XPR. I like to say that you've strapped it on a rocket and blasted it into a whole new orbit. You're telling people that they can do Vegas differently by connecting them to unbelievable experiences that the rest of us are really only able to dream about. Mm -hmm. I'd love to learn more about what you're doing there and how you're blowing people's minds there. So what is it that you're doing? Basically by being in Vegas, just like all my opportunities, I kind of fall into them. I see them by being there, living life, and then you start to hear things. In this case, it was hanging around successful people, but you would hear them say things like, oh my God, I wish I could meet so-and-so. We play a lot of poker. I wish I could meet this poker pro. That would be so amazing. And I'm, of course, sitting there in the back of my head going, oh, hey guys, like, why not? Yeah. (laughs) Which is just my mentality. Yes, it is. No, that's impossible. And that word has become kind of a trigger for me, which just happens to be a word I don't really believe in. Yeah. Or maybe I don't understand the meaning. So when I hear things like this, it kind of sounds like a fun challenge to me, actually. I just end up in, in this position where I'm surrounded by these very impressive, successful individuals. They've done so much for me, inspiring me. And I kind of saw this as my opportunity to, to do something in return because They've dreamt of meeting these people in the back of my head. I'm going, if I have one superpower, it's opening doors, making connections to make these things happen. Started very organically with one day I jump online and start doing some research and I end up being able to dig up the name of the agent that represents these guys. I call them up. Actually, I, I got a secretary that answers so. I tell her my story. She says, yeah, yeah, okay, take notes. I'll, I'll pass that along. I think nothing much of it. I kind of hang up the phone and immediately forget about it because I was like, yeah, that was silly. And that's never going to work. Fast forward two weeks, I get a call on my phone. It just says it's from Vegas. And I'm like, what is this? Finally, for some reason, I just pick it up. Hey, it's James from Poker Royalty. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> You're kidding. Really? And I have to pull my shit together pretty quickly because I'm, I'm totally caught off guard. But I give him my quick pitch and he's like, oh, I love this idea. And I quickly say, when are we in Vegas in a few weeks? Maybe we can meet. And he says, yeah, sure. So I'm like, okay, awesome. Did you have plans to go there? No, no. So I get off the phone and I... I love it. I tell my boyfriend, um, guess what we're doing for Easter? We're going to Vegas. He's always game. So he's like, yeah, sure. And I, I hadn't told him why at this point. Yeah. And I didn't tell him until we got there and I said, I have to go to this meeting. I'll be back. And he's like, okay, fine. So I go to this meeting and it goes incredibly well. He loves the idea and he says he's going to talk to the guys about it. We'll make it happen. That was very surreal. But at this point, I was still like, so many things can go wrong. This isn't actually going to work, is it? Fast forward a year, kept building that relationship. And we got Bill Helmuth and Dan Onegranu, as well as Antonio Spondiari, which are the three biggest names in poker. The big three, yeah on board to offer experiences, 
And then we built from there. So we also now have big personality uh, UFC announcer Bruce Buffer on board. That's right, yeah. We've got professional NASCAR drivers. We've got other UFC I saw that. pros, you know, boxing champions. We're now creating you know, exclusive chef tables with some of the high-end top-rated restaurants down there. It's just about to unveil also a cognac tasting with Hennessy that we worked on with the brand. All these things that didn't exist before, people thought wouldn't be possible, we've somehow managed to unlock. And it's really cool to think Vegas being the entertainment capital of the world, it was an ambitious project. The thing with Vegas, though, is designed with the, for the masses, for those who want to take things to the next level and have a really rare and exclusive limited edition style experience, there was a gap there. That's kind of where I saw my opportunity to jump in and say, let's use the XPR concept of what we were doing in Ottawa, find a way to access these incredible, iconic people and create experiences based around them. You said earlier that you're not really starstruck by people that, Mm -hmm. you know, the big celebrities and the people that we see on television and hear about in the news. Maybe this has actually put you in a really good position to do this. Almost anybody who buys a plane ticket or decides to drive out to Vegas or however they arrive, one of the first questions that they're thinking is, what am I going to do in Vegas? Right. Everybody starts thinking about what kind of an experience do I want to have? You're opening doors that people ever considered to be doors that would open for them. Or maybe they didn't even see a door there, but you truly are helping people do Vegas differently. I think it's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun. So now I got to ask you, because you're a different kind of person. You think differently. You look at things differently. You understand opportunity where other people don't see it. If you don't mind, Joel, help us understand how you've managed to launch and successfully navigate three amazing, unique, successful companies that are all based on this customer experience. And if you don't mind, give us the insider's perspective into the ambition the can-do attitude, and any advice that you might have for us. Just just lay it right on us. One of my early mentors gave the very best analogy for what he'll call it, the entrepreneurial personality. The vast majority of people will see an issue. They'll leave it at that. They'll be like, well, that's annoying, or they'll complain about it, but they won't ever do anything about it. Right. Versus people like us, we kind of see something and go, hey, I could fix that. Yeah. And then think of a business model that makes it work. Obviously, we have to validate these ideas and it's a fallacy to think that all our ideas are great or that any of them can be turned into a business. Whenever I'm faced with the challenge or with someone saying this is impossible or this or that, it's just a different reaction to it in that I see challenges as opportunities. Every single one of my businesses just kind of happened to me unplanned. In the case of the first one, Epic Perks, I was in finance and I saw this problem firsthand because I had clients that were small business owners and here I was supposed to help them save money somehow. There was very little I could actually do because they were a small business and small means no buying power and it's just a numbers game and the math didn't add up. And I hated feeling helpless and I hated knowing that large corporations got better deals just because of their size. So I knew it was just a volume game. In my head, it seemed very simple. It was kind of like, well, what if we just batch all together and then we would have the same power as a large corporation. With just that kind of concept or theory in mind, and started building Epic Perks. And it was the same exact thing with XPR. It started in LA, 
because I was there and I knew nobody and didn't have anything, but I wanted really cool, authentic experiences. I didn't know where to go or where to start. I really resisted typical commercial lessons. I'm in LA. There's got to be legit surfer dude around every corner. Why can't I just connect with one of them and have a like a really legit, genuine experience? <laughs> and ultimately, I, I did. I met this Australian surfer dude thing, and that was the, the best experience. It led to all sorts of other different experiences with friends that he connected me to and whatnot. Funny thing is I just started posting these things on Facebook because that's basically how I appease my mom to let her know that I'm still alive because she's posting on Facebook. So, <laughs> Right. It's what we all do, right? Yeah. But the funny thing is that all these people I hadn't heard from in ages started reaching out to me and they're like, how are you doing this stuff? Like, this is so cool. We want to do this stuff too. So again, that's just when flipped a switch and kind of, oh, other people want this. Okay, well, how can we scale it? And at the same time, I eventually ended up back in Ottawa and thought that this was the perfect place to kind of test this concept. But I knew in my head, if you know the right people, you can do some really cool stuff. But most connections, most people don't know these people. I made it my goal. Why don't I find these awesome people and help them create an experience and then offer that to the world? Their challenge is that Maybe they're not entrepreneurs and they don't want to be business owners, but they're passionate about something. And if I just give them the platform and they can share that with the world, that's what launched XBR Ottawa. If you look at the list of experiences we started with, notice that those were all things that I personally wanted to do. So it's somewhat biased because <laughs> I wanted to do military training and that turned into finding Steve and, and learning about his facility that no one had any clue about. It just an hour outside of Ottawa. And that was Ottawa. And, you know, got that off the ground. And then I spent a lot of time in Vegas. So it was just from those trips, with my eyes and ears open, that saw this opportunity to take the Ottawa concept, basically just go all out and really take it to the next level. So it's a different market now because we're catering really the, the higher end. That's a really cool new challenge. The thing is, I think a lot of people think they need to have this plan all laid out of what their business is going to be. I tend to be the opposite and just keep my eyes open and then eventually you'll see an opportunity. And then I just start trying to do things and some things work, some things don't. It, one thing leads to another. I don't only start a business if I have a two-year business plan ahead of me. I just kind of dive in try stuff out and the ones that stick and actually work, then you build on that. In every case, I kind of just start by solving problems for myself or my friends. And then you go, okay, if that works, then you start to hear that other people want it too. And that's, you organically see the demand is there. And that's when you start business modeling. For most of the people that I see out there that have this, well, we can't attitude. Mm -hmm. I think the main difference that I see with you is why can't we? Right. I just love that attitude. I think it provided you with a rich life, with three successful businesses, a brilliant future that I think is just going to be a pleasure to watch and stay in touch with. But listen, I've got a couple of questions for you before we kind of wrap things up, if you're okay with it. Go for it. Okay. So the first one is this, what challenges do you see facing a lot of the leaders out there today? Most entrepreneurs have a inherently workaholic kind of mindset. So finding that balance and learning through my journey that you can't just go all out all the time because you will burn out. But at the same time, when you're starting off, you feel guilty when you take any time off. And it's really kind of hard to 
wrap your head around that. But the reality is, and some leaders taught me, is that you need to take that time to disconnect. It'll actually make you stronger and it'll make you better when you are working. And it's kind of quality over quantity type thing. And learning methods to almost force yourself to do that and let yourself off the hook sometimes and keep your sanity has been incredibly valuable. You need to realize you're not a robot and it's actually not productive or helpful for you to just pretend you do the 100 hour work week every week and that that's sustainable. So I feel like we need to have a healthier mindset, managing expectations and being realistic about what's possible. There's there's too much of this startup world that started glamorizing the go all out till you burn out mentality. And there's a few people that have started push back on this. One of the central themes that we've had on this show is that leadership is not reserved for the corner office and the tall towers. Leadership happens all over the place. It happens in business. It happens in entrepreneurship. It happens in communities. It happens in families. And I think what I see from you is true inspired leadership where you are finding new paths to forge, where you're bringing other people along and giving them amazing experiences that they've never even considered possible. So my last question for you is this, what does inspired leadership mean to you? My favorite thing to do as a leader is actually to connect other leaders. Whether or not I personally will benefit from doing that, I feel like it's a hobby of mine that I'm fortunate to meet such fascinating people. At some point, you kind of, you meet different people and you see the opportunity to start connecting those dots because you know that those people can help each other in some way. Connecting two people that I admire and connecting those dots and seeing what comes of that is very rewarding for me. Inspired Leadership to me is, is about you know, helping keep the right people connect. Absolutely love it. A winning formula from a winning entrepreneur and a winning business person. There you have it, another fabulous episode of Inspiring Leaders with another awesome guest. Thank you, Joelle Peronto, for joining us today and for giving us that experience. Thank you, Terry. And also a special thank you to Kim, who wrote the following comment for us after episode 43, Leading with the Law. She said, wow, totally love this podcast. The way the major approaches ownership is quite inspiring. Nailed it. Well, thank you to you, Kim. We love hearing from our listeners. And if you like what you're hearing, please support us with your ratings and comments on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and other places. Wherever you listen to this show, support us and help us support the people that we're bringing on this show. Don't miss our next episode when we're welcoming Mr. Alan Schaefer, the CEO of Banding People Together, He's going to talk about their innovative and revolutionary approach to creating team dynamics. Until next time, thanks everybody for subscribing. We'll talk to you again next week. Take care and bye for now. 